Hello and welcome to the Corner 3, where we're post up and spotted up in the friendly, cozy confines of Studio 41, talking all things Dallas Mavericks basketball. My name is Bobby Corella. I narrowly avoided slipping on some ice on the way to work this morning, so I'm ready to go. Joining me, the no-notification-having, yes. Stanley Cup-wielding Austin <laughs> Ivan. Austin, you realize you're sitting on a gold mine right now. I know, I am. My mom bought this for me for Christmas, and she didn't realize that like people are staking out at Target at 3 a.m. for these, for this like specific color one. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, I found one. I thought you might like it." And I was like, "People are reselling them for like two hundred dollars. It's for a crazy." Cup? For yes, a. Yep. Wow. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> Should I sell it? Well, it's game used. Does well, not, that make yeah, it more or less expensive? I, I think it goes down. Ah. The value goes down after you use it. <laughs> I don't know. It's on the Dallas Mavericks YouTube channel and on Spotify and iTunes. I mean, I'm, I'll, yeah, I'll take bids. I mean, I'll see what people have to offer. <laughs> Comment below with what, with what you're willing to pay for Austin's game used Stanley Cup. Yep. Uh, now, uh, next to Austin, I've seen you eyeing that cup, Isaac Harris. I'm I'm in the cup. I have a question for Austin. So, this past week, <laughs> I've saved it for now. Um, this past week, I saw on your Instagram that you s- switched out a Christmas tree. Oh yeah. To make it a Valentine's Day tree. Whoa. Absolutely. So are you one of those people that keep a tree up all year <laughs> round and change? What does that the even ho- mean? Holidays <laughs> for the trees. Okay. So let me just say first, (laughs) you have a Valentine's Day Christmas tree. (laughs) We didn't celebrate Christmas until this past weekend. Like I didn't have a chance for my me to get home to Oklahoma and my brother and everyone. It's irrelevant. So my family obviously was going to keep the tree up until we got home to open the presents under the tree and the stocking and everything. So then I'm like, well, now it's a month away from Valentine's Day. You might as well just leave it up at this point and convert it into a Valentine's Day tree. It might okay. be an Easter tree next. I don't know. You, I guess you just have to <laughs> wait. Uh, you can't skip over St. Patrick's Day. I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then April Fool's Day. That's a big one. I don't yeah. know how, how to decorate for that one. but It's just like you dress it up like it's not a tree. With pranks. Like, yeah, yeah, like surprise, it's a tree. I'm a big you April Fool's You should see your face. Yeah. Are you? I really am. I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have to remember that. <laughs> Got to hatch some plots. Because I'm like yeah. gullible, so I probably will <laughs> oh, no. fall fall. Oh, no. Ugh. All right. So, oh, man. How about that game last night? All right, so uh, behind the scenes, you know, I think everybody was probably a little nervous going into American Airlines Center last night. No Luka, no Derek Lively, no Dante Exum going up against Jalen Brunson and the red-hot New York Knicks. Holy moly, though. What a win for the Mavs. What a win so much, Austin. Is that the best win of the season? There's definitely an argument for it. Like, I think... I, I would say yes. I mean, you're out three very impactful players. So you don't know, you know, people are filling different roles starting that haven't been starting or just trying to figure out the rotations. And they come out swinging to start the game. Right away, they score 44 points in the first quarter. It's the highest first quarter, I think, this season for the Mavericks. Um, they had the ball movement. They were penetrating. Then they were kicking out. They were making their shots from outside, really, especially early on, I think, they were over 50%. I know in the first quarter, I don't know by the end of the halftime, um, Tim was making shots, Josh was making shots, Grant made a couple, Kyrie, of course. So just they were efficient, they were effective defensively, they were physical, they were rebounding and then pushing the ball up the court. So they were just really doing everything that you 
needed to do to win a game like this. Um, Coach Kidd even said, like, stars are diving on the floor. Like, those are just little things. But having a mindset like that in this game really makes a difference. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think all, of all around it was a really great team performance. Obviously, individual performance, too, by Kyrie. But I think there's a very good argument to say without Luca and Derek and Dante, it's the best team win. Yeah, we're going to heap a lot of love upon Kyrie Irving here in a minute. Uh, one other thing I want to add. So the Mavs jump out to this 21-point lead. To your point, they started 8 of 10 from 3 in the first quarter. And then they cooled off considerably. And the Knicks got back in the game many, many, many times, but they never took the lead. There were zero lead changes in this game, uh, despite it being a one-point game, like 30 seconds left. So things got a little tense, but they were able to close the door. Now, Isaac, the reason that it's notable to have a conversation about is last night's game the best one of the season is because just a few days before that, just block out that Grizzlies game from your memory. It just didn't even happen. Uh, the Mavs beat the Wolves, and that was by many considered to be the best one of the season. Are you still standing by that, or do you think that Austin makes a point? She does make a point. I mean, last or the the Knicks game was such a fun game too. You know, in the arena, the arena was just rocking. JB's you know return. He's actually playing in this one. You know, uh, I think Josh pointed out post game that. You know, the last time JB made his return to Dallas, he was hurt, didn't play. Uh, th I guess that was a 60-point game, right, yep. from, from Luka. And uh, so, you know, seeing Brunson back on the floor, Rena, Brunson and, you know, Josh, Brunson and Tim, you know, some of them talking stuff throughout the game, having fun. They're all friends. Uh, and the Knicks, I'm, I don't think they had lost since the OG Ananobi trade. Five and oh, yeah. Yeah, going into this game, so they've been rolling. So it was such a a great win for Dallas, is you know side of that. But I think the Minnesota wins the best win of the season. You beat the best team in the Western Conference. They'd only lost nine games going into that game, and you know you you go against a front line of of Towns and Gobert, and you don't have Derek Lively. And so it's like, man, are we going to get killed on the boards? Are we going to be able to score in the paint? Are we going to, you know, all these questions for the Mavs going against, you know, arguably the best team in the whole league, not just the conference. And uh, you come out of that with a win. Edwards had a, you know, big game. But anytime you have a game, you know, Luka and Kyrie both having 34, 35 points, you know, each, those are the type of games that, you know, when I sit here at this table at the, the first, you know, episode after uh, the new year of, hey, what's, was a goal or a resolution for this team in 2024. It's like you got to figure out the best version of Kyrie Irving next to Luka Doncic uh, because what Luka did on Christmas Day is just not sustainable. He has to have, you know, times where he has somebody else, in, you know, alongside of him that can score like he can, put up 30-something points in a game. And that's what you saw that game. You're like, this is why you go get a Kyrie Irving is that Minnesota game to be able to beat the best teams in a league and have a counterpart to Luka that can put up 35 points in a game. And so I, I still lean the Minnesota game just because of the pedigree that Minnesota has right now. Uh, but the Knicks game is like right up next to us. Yeah, two huge wins same week. Yeah, so coming into this week, the Mavs were 5-12 and 12 against teams that are currently at or above 500, which is not very good. Uh, if you want to make the playoffs, you usually got to be a lot closer to 500. Well, the Mavs have two wins against winning teams this week, including the team with the best record in their conference and the team who at the time was the hottest team in the NBA, winners of five straight game, including four by at least like 15 or 20. Like the Knicks were cooking everybody, but you beat them without Luka. So what the heck happened in the middle? <laughs> like, I want to preface this. First off, and I know that I know that some of these losses lately have been kind of weird, right? Like losing to Memphis, losing to Utah. Granted, Utah is playing some really good basketball right now. 
Um, there is kind of this like, uh, this is the same old Mavs. They play down to their competition. Well, going into that Grizzlies game, the Mavs were 16-3 and three against teams that are below 500 this season, which is really, really good. 16-3, and three, but then they play Memphis, and Memphis just clocks them now. I, you know, the built-in, Luka looked very, very banged up in that game. Obviously didn't play against the Knicks for a reason, but uh, I don't know if that fully explains what happened on the court. So what what did happen? Are the, are the Mavs more the team that just beat the Knicks and the Wolves, or are they more the team that lost to the Grizzlies? I think they're, you know... I- you're going to have games like this, right? I mean, it's just, you know, I think it was Coop uh, asked uh, Kyrie uh, after the game, after the Knicks game, uh, hey, you know, coming off the embarrassment, and he was like, you know, that was embarrassing. Uh, it was pretty, like, it was funny that he's just, like, throwing that word straight at Kyrie. And, and Kyrie agreed. He's like, hey, it, when you play in the league like this, you're going to get embarrassed some nights, and they did against Memphis. I mean, you could point to the bench points, almost, what, 20 points? I think it was a 19-point difference in that. You could point to, the, you know, the rebounds. They got out-rebounded a ton in that game. No lively. Um, you know, you said about Luka, you know, in hindsight, you look at a game like that, and you're like, huh, oh, man, Luka looked, he did not look close to 100% at all. Uh, could he have gotten a little bit more rest in that one? But, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was embarrassing for them. They know it. And then what better way to bounce back than have that next game? Austin, as a as a former Hooper, mm-hmm. turned sports reporter, uh, <laughs> during your basketball days, we hear this a lot um, across all sports. You have this great emotional win, right? And you're just riding the high. And you eventually have to come down. And sometimes it is whenever you're going with a team that's down their two best players that has a very, very poor record. Like, is there such thing as, like, an emotional high and then, like, a, a, a letdown, an immediate letdown like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I hated praise because after I had a good game, like, I didn't want to get in my head and think about, like, oh, I had a good game. Like, I can be complacent. I can, you know, just do what I did again. Like, I want to have the mindset that I didn't do good so I can go out and do something better. So Mm. you have a great game. And then, yeah, you're thinking about that. You get things rolling. And then there is an emotional kind of letdown, just playing down to the competition or just letting outside factors, you know, just come in and, and bother you. So, yeah, it's definitely ups and downs in a season for any team but when you have a down like that Grizzlies game then you go back up the next game so like you said the bounce back they showed that but there is going to be times where it's hard to you know after playing a really great game um, beating the best team in the west that like yeah you it's hard to stay at that level especially you know when emotions are high and especially also when you're a little banged up too because then it's like all right you're already sort of a step slow and then maybe you're not a thousand percent locked into the moment yeah and also you can't really run or jump and yeah it gets it can get you can get carried away pretty quickly especially against teams like memphis who play super hard crashing the glass memphis uh the the kind of style of basketball they play they're going to pounce upon all of your little tiny imperfections like if you don't box the guy out he's going to get an offensive rebound if you turn it over they are going to score um you know, they are very much like a, a team that tries to dominate the margins, and the Mavs just were not prepared for that, I don't think. Okay. Um, but a, a really good, just like I think that you can have that emotional setback, right? Mm-hmm. A really good emotional bounce back to come out and just clobber the Knicks right away and sort of like, yeah, we flushed it all out. You also want to say, too, that was the first game after losing Jaw for the season from Memphis. And, you know, as soon as you lose Jaw, everybody – Everybody in the league's like, oh, they're gonna not gonna be anything. So if there's there's any game that they're gonna be the most hyped up to play to prove everybody wrong of like, hey, we're not gonna just suck. 
it's you know from a Memphis standpoint, it's a game like that. And yes, they were missing Jaron Jackson Jr. Some other players too. That's what makes it sting a little extra from a Mavs standpoint. But it felt like they had just even a little bit extra umph behind them in that game. I remember in this this was the maybe the 2019-20 season, I think, um, or maybe 2020-21. I'm not sure, but it was before the Grizzlies got good. Um, Andre Iguodala was on their team and basically spent the whole season like, I can't wait to get out of here. I don't want to be here. Get me to Golden State. Get me to a good team. Uh, and they finally did. They cut him or traded him or whatever happened. And the Grizzlies were in Dallas that night. And the Grizzlies were one of the worst teams in the league at the time. And they came out and destroyed the Mavs that night. I, th- I think, you know, uh, they're a pretty emotional bunch over there. <laughs> and apparently Jaw gave like a very like stirring speech the morning of that, of that Mavs, mm. Mavs game. Yeah. Just like, hey, I'm out, but keep playing, you know, keep working. And then right after that game, the Grizzlies gave Vince Williams Jr., who was a two-way, uh, on a two-way contract, a full, like, guaranteed contract. So, you know, good for the Grizzlies. Uh, tough loss for the Mavs, though. <laughs> uh, glad we don't see those guys again this season. Okay, Kyrie Irving. Oh, my God. Season-high 44 points. How about becoming the second Mav ever with at least 40 points and 10 assists in a game? Only his second career game with 40 points and 10 assists. And uh, Isaac... So many times last night, and really so many times like throughout Kyrie's tenure uh, with the Mavs, Isaac and I sit next to each other in the press box uh, most of the time, pretty much all the time. Um, so many times it's like, man, what a pleasure, you know, to yeah. just watch it. it. Like, obviously it's cool to watch him do the fancy stuff, but like the little things, like you said, diving on the floor, uh, having strong hands to strip guys. Just how does he come away with that rebound? Like, it is just such a joy to watch him play. You, you know, you, you posed a question to me up there uh, the other night. I think it was the Minnesota game, and that's what, you know, made us kind of have this or talk about this segment some was, you know, you're, you just looked at me you're like, all right, where is he at in the most entertaining, like most fun players to watch in Mavs history? And I was like, dude, he has to be up there because it's not just – I mean, obviously we have the Dirks and Lucas of the world, but it's like he does so many small things – on the court that's so entertaining to watch from you know we've talked about just how entertaining he is as a basketball player not just you know how good he is but uh it's just a lot of fun and how he you know the effort that he gives uh you know night in night out that means something to this team and to see their leader you know against you know minnesota anthony edwards strips him and edwards goes down you know for a clear layup Kyrie chases him down and fouls him like most players, a lot of players on the Mavs would probably just stand there and just like, all right, this is a free bucket for them. See him fly over Minnesota's bench. He had that, you know, that play against the Knicks, uh, you know, last night to where he, you know, he like steals it, but he was like right in front of kid and he like dives out of bounds, but like hits the ball back over. And, you know, it was a turnover on Minnesota. And it's like that they feed off that energy. They feed off, you know, the rest of the team to see a leader like that. And, you know, Josh had a great, you know, answer post game talking about playing with Kyrie and to see him and just to see him, you know, put it all on the floor, a guy with his pedigree who's won a title, you know, he's been in the league for a while and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, the stretch he's on right now, he's healthy. He's talking about how he feels healthy right now, which is huge for this team. And, uh, yeah, you just can't help to, you know, just say, man, like, really lucky to watch this guy play basketball night in, night out. So, so when you look at, if you go back to your question that you asked, you know, back last week or the beginning of last or this week, who's the most like fun, entertaining Mavericks that when we think about our time watching the Mavs, just fun, just like, man, this is a lot of fun to watch him play. Who do you think of? Like, who's the first people that go to your mind? 
I mean, I'm going to give a basic answer. <laughs> I mean, the first person that I comes mean, to mind. I mean, you are drinking a Stanley Cup. I know. So. This is like, yeah. No, that's rare. you got to understand. <laughs> that's like, that's anything but basic. Um, the first person that comes to mind has to be Luca for me. Like, mm. I've been here. The first year was not Luca's year. And then after that, we dra they drafted him. And he's been here ever since. So um, pretty much all I know of the Mavericks is with Luca and um just from like you said just watching him even from the way he talks to the refs sometimes or argues with them or the antics that he does with the headbands or the arm sleeves or just different shoes just the, i mean everything but then obviously the luca magic the triple doubles the 50 point games like it's hard not to think of luca like for the most entertaining player yeah. night in and night out for me like if i'm watching a game like obviously i'm thinking is Luca playing and what is he going to do? I mean, that's just my mindset. It is really fun to watch Luca and Kyrie together because they're both just so good at different things, mm -hmm. but they're both so good. You know? Yeah. Uh, they're both just amazing. Like, I don't really know how to say it. They're just amazing. Yeah. They're just amazing players. Uh, Isaac, who's yours? You know, you go back and you think of, you know, for me, I think of a couple of guys like Amante Ellis. Um, that was just a lot of fun. I mean, to see the score of the basketball with, you know, with Dirk and stuff. Uh, I think one of the f first people that come to mind outside, you know, we're leaving Dirk off this list. Okay. Dirk's really entertaining. Um, Tyson Chandler. Like, I know he was only here for two years. He was here on the championship team. But just, I love players whenever you can look at them and watch them play. And you're like, man, I, they're giving everything they have. And just his tenacity, his defense, the block shots. Uh, I, I love defense in sports in general. Like, you can, people, you can make fun of me. I, I love a, 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 like a low-scoring NFL game. Like Raven Steelers is like I love your, it. I love it. I, I love seeing, you know, defenses, you know, and, and all that. So I, I'm a sucker for really good defenders, too, in basketball and just, like, the craft of it. And, um, yeah, I just love watching. There's a lot of fun watching Tyson. I mean, catch the lobs and everything. Uh, so I love Tyson. An underrated one for me. A more recent one, uh, Salah Meshri. Ooh, love okay. the mesh. <laughs> and just, if we're talking just pure entertainment, you never knew what was going to happen with Salah on the floor. And the added bonus of it was the Salah-Rick dynamic <laughs> that made it a little bit more entertaining, too. Uh, but just, you know, him with other benches and players and spicing it up. But also, he'd have some, like, insane, like, plays sometimes, too. And you're like, what? How did you do this? And, uh... So entertainment, like recently for a role player, Salah is up there too. Okay, I'll add Boban then to that list. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you can see a lot of Tyson Chandler and Derek Lively's game too, and I know that that is super basic in and of itself. But the tap out rebounds, the roaring after dunks, like just the like Tyson was a big time like leg kick guy whenever he dunks, and yeah. Lively does that too. Like it's just it's very exciting. Um, my guy is. Basically, like, what would happen if Luca was shorter? Uh, one of my favorite Mavericks ever to watch, J.J. Barea. Just absolutely love J.J. Um, took me a while early in his career. I wasn't totally convinced that this guy, uh, he's not Jason Kidd and he's not Jason Terry, so why does he have the ball? Uh, he's also not Dirk. Get Dirk the ball. But then pretty quickly it's like, oh, yeah, he's actually just, like, incredible. Um I think his greatest limitation was his height. And so it is pretty amazing watching Luca play because uh, JJ did so many things that Luca also does. Luca's just like a foot taller than him. Uh, but JJ had the confidence. JJ had the swagger. 
Uh, he had the floor vision. Uh, JJ, in many ways, um, you know, was almost just as good a complement to Dirk's game as Jason Kidd was because he and Dirk could run this high pick and roll and JJ could penetrate, whereas J Kidd would run the pick and roll to get the switch and then give it to Dirk and kind of let Dirk work. But JJ added a different element to those really good Mavs teams and was also just such a, a good elder statesman of the club uh, later in his career. And a, always a great press conference quote, by the way. Always a great press conference quote. Um, but one of my favorite things about JJ was uh, he would go out and score whatever, eight points and get five assists off the bench in one quarter. Just completely take over the game for like five minutes. And then you would just see the other team's fan base on Twitter just complaining like, this guy always does yeah. this against us. He always goes off. Who is this guy? It's like he just does that to everybody. He's just good all the time. Uh, just really, really smart player and uh, super duper skilled too. I just, I, I really, really love JJ and it only, uh, my, my love for him only got more intense um, as it seemed like even some people in the Mavs fan base didn't understand what he could do, you know, because yeah. he's so tiny and diminutive and sometimes he's going to get blocked. Sometimes he's not going to have it. But like when he does, he's amazing. He's just an amazing player. I, I am all aboard JJ Brea. I don't know, fandom island. <laughs> I I even asked Cuban like, "Hey, is he gonna get his jersey retired?" <laughs> um, uh, because I was like, I mean, I I still stand by. I think he's. I think his jersey should be retired. So, and I don't care. I, don't, I think he's a great Mav. I will argue it, and people can disagree. I just for what he's meant to the team, where he's at, and some all time stuff for for Dallas. Uh, I'm all about JJ and. You know, he shook Miami's big three, and uh, he really changed that series. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't win the championship without J.J., and they also don't sweep the Lakers. They probably would have beaten the Lakers without J.J., but I'm not sure that it would have been nearly as comfortable a series because he destroyed them. This is random, but can I tell a quick story real quick, uh, a quick Lakers story? Sure. So <laughs> You going into hater mode or what? <laughs> well, kind of, but uh, so I'm, I'm coaching my son's YMCA team, they're five years old and I send the first parent email out. We don't have a team name. Okay. And I obviously am not a huge fan of the Lakers. Did not grow up a fan of the Lakers uh, or anything with the Lakers. And so you I like put, lakes. <laughs> I do like lakes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I put in the parent email, I'm like introduce myself. I was like, Hey, we'll figure out the team name, you know, our first week that we're practicing and have a game. And I put in the email. I was like, I just can't be the Lakers. That's, I just can't do it. Ha ha. So I'm at the first practice, we have a huddle, we have all, the, all these five-year-old kids around. And I was like, all right, guys, you know, we're going to do ready team break. We don't have a team name yet. Is there any team name you want? One kid raised his hand. Can we be the Lakers? I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. You make him run suicides? And all the <laughs> Well, he got kicked off the team. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go play with Legos. But And the, and the parents started laughing and uh, – I thought it was a good joke by the parents, you know, but I was like, there's just no way I will quit right now with the Lakers. So there you go. So who's going to win? You were the kid. What's the name? Yeah. We didn't pick a name because I'm like, we're not going to be the Lakers. We're just and a nameless I did team. have all Did that kid start crying? <laughs> no, no. He oh, okay. didn't care. Uh, but <laughs> I had all Mav stuff <laughs> on. and <laughs> The kid yeah. just did not sleep he last cried night. He cried on the way home. cried. <laughs> I don't want to play basketball anymore. <laughs> kid, can you even name a Laker besides LeBron? Stop. Anyway, all right, let's keep going. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> you really underestimate the contributions of Rick Fox to their first three-peat. And you're like, okay, jeez. <laughs> all right, I didn't know I had a real one in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah big shot Bob. Uh, <laughs> you can't fool me. 
Uh, okay, how about Josh Green, too? Austin, we've been talking about Josh Green, it feels like, three episodes in a row. Uh, first, he is out and is like, man, when is he coming back? And then he came back and was like, kind of good. And we were like, all right, it'd probably take some time. And then he had a good game and then a bad game. And we were like, well, it might just be that way. And then last night, 18 points, hits the three that essentially, I mean, kind of sealed the game. I guess it was still interesting after that. But that big three on that broken possession in the final minute um, played incredible defense on Jalen, too. Is that... Is that like the fully realized version of Josh Green? Like, is that what he can be? Like Absolutely, a- yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, it takes some time to get back in a groove. He's talked about it, like finding a rhythm after you come back from an injury and, you know, trying to find your spot on this team. But, like, when Luca's telling you to be aggressive and to shoot the ball, like, that would be all I needed to hear as a teammate, like, of Luca's. Like, if he's, you know, giving me that, like, validation to go shoot it, then – he has that mindset now, like he's going to miss shots. He's not going to have 18 points every game, but what he can do defensively, um, getting in and getting some rebounds, pushing the ball up the court, he does everything else and that can be every night. So I think what we saw is a, a great game from Josh Green and hopefully what we see from him the rest of the season. Isaac, well, there was a play where Kyrie was also like telling him like, no, go attack, attack, attack. So yeah. like, Feels like Luca and Kyrie are both encouraging him. Like there, there is something there. There's something there. Yeah, they gotta have him in the rotation. And you know, I, I love that he hit that three. The you know the three offensive rebounded you know, <laughs> yeah. play and that was just crazy. Uh, I love that he hit that. But it, yeah, I mean his first quarter was awesome. I think he had 11 points in that first quarter and his you know defense of picking up Josh. I mean picking up Jalen um, from the you know opening tip there and just how aggressive he was. So, yeah, he's playing good basketball right now, and they definitely need him. They do. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I mean, the, the, I made a little quip to you before the game, like kind of joking but also pretty serious that I thought Josh was going to get in foul trouble pretty early going up against mm. Jalen because um, Jalen just is so good at using his body. He's so good at head fakes and little spins and little like shoulder fakes and stuff to get you off balance. And Josh in particular, you know, whenever he's trying to play very aggressive defense, he does have the tendency to like try and get up in your business. And against Jalen, you just, you cannot do that because he will get the foul, you know, and Josh didn't pick up his first foul, I think until the second quarter last night and he ended the game with two. So not bad. And he played pretty dang good defense against Jalen. Um, now he still had 30 points because uh, he's really good, but four of those points came in the last minute and two of those points came in the last second and there were a couple Knicks fans. This was so funny, Isaac. So last night of the game, there's an entire top row, literally like 30 seats in a row, were uh, the boys coming out to support the Knicks, all in Knicks jerseys, getting progressively... Uh, no you know, undershirts. Yeah, no undershirts. <laughs> they were just pits out, dude. They were ready to go, getting more cantankerous yeah. as the game went on because obviously the Mavs are winning. Um, and, you know, the the they were consuming liquid of all shapes and sizes. Um, but that's Stanley's. Out, not no Stanleys, Ooh, not a no Stanley Stanleys. in sight. All right, okay. with with these lads, um, but uh, Isaac, you had already gone downstairs because like the game was over. Uh, you're trying to get to the press conference, and like 0.2 seconds left, Jalen hits a layup to get to 30 points, and two of the Knicks fans stand up because they they hit their parlay or something, and uh, yes, and gave each other like a big high five. So no they did take one small W home with them. Well, maybe night. they have enough to upgrade their Knicks Derrick Rose jersey. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Maybe, uh, but also shouts to Dwight Powell too, and great for the brand because just <laughs> yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, I released a uh, Dwight Powell film room 
on the Mavs YouTube channel. So go ahead and uh, pause this or something and go watch that and then come back and you too will now uh, know the truth about Dwight Powell and how he's filled in, especially since Eric Lively's been out. Three key areas. We got just solid screen setting, and I know that's going to sound really boring, but it actually is very important. Um, we have uh, handoffs, how the Mavs have in incorporated more handoffs to kind of change the geometry of the floor and get guys open looks, especially the non-Luka, non-Kyrie players. And then also passing um, a lot of backdoor cutting going on in the offense right now as a sort of a branch off of the handoffs. For example, if Austin is Luka and I'm Dwight, Austin's coming up to take my handoff. Uh, well, there's no big man down low because he's guarding me. And then Isaac, you're, uh, you're Seth Curry over there. Well, hey, you have all sorts of space to cut into. So just cut into that space and I can fake the handoff to Luka and just give you a backdoor cut. And it's just very nice and it introduces a lot of flow and um, anti-stagnancy into an offense that whenever it struggles can kind of get a little... A little boring at times. So Tim had four points off handoffs. He did. He did. There were, and by the way, Dwight, uh, the number one handoff guy in the NBA in terms of points per wow. possession off his handoffs. So maybe I'm on to something, or maybe I'm just spewing propaganda. Decide for yourself. Go to Dwight Powell Film Room uh, on this very channel right now, and then come back. Okay, you're back from watching the video. Uh, thank you very much. That's my TED Talk. Uh, shout out to Dwight Powell. I love it. <laughs> In all seriousness, I know we're like laughing about it, but like Dwight, I'm not laughing. <laughs> Dwight, uh, uh, I'm laughing because it's a plug, not laughing because it's Dwight, because Dwight's been playing some good basketball, you know, lately, and even, he has for ten years. <laughs> yeah, like, but, I'm not, I'm, he's a good player. You got to deal with it. You know, but, you lose lively. Obviously, Dwight. There's some things lively brings that Dwight, you know, doesn't bring. Um, so he's had to step into that role and, you know, going against a, a team like Minnesota on Sunday, uh, you go against a front line of Hartenstein and, and Randall, you know, last night. Um, and he's holding his ground and he's playing good basketball right now. Randall did finish with 32 points. Uh, this is purely anecdotal, though. I'm not actually sure um, how many of those he scored whenever Dwight was on versus off. But it felt like uh, Randall really picked it up in the back half of the third quarter whenever Dwight was on the bench. But for the most part, I thought Dwight did a really, really good job against Randall, which is interesting because he normally doesn't defend like face-up bigs. Uh, normally, he kind of defends you know, more like traditional centers. Um, so he did a pretty good job. So would you say like handoffs are in for 2024? Ooh, I think, you know, I think handoffs are in in a big way. Okay, so did you know what like – ins and outs the trends on social media did you know about that no i know in and out <laughs> from like jay glazer on fox nfl coverage or i thought you're gonna say in and out burgers <laughs> oh, i do know that as well but i prefer whataburger oh okay. you're asking bobby if he knows a social media trend yeah i mean i assume the answer was no so i explained it to him you know i was like i gave him an example it's like wearing color is in for 2024 but neutrals are out. So is I, blue a color? Is blue neutrals neutral? are not out. That's just that's me for 2024. Like that's what you're I, not gonna wear. That, that's like you're your ethos. Yeah, that's just I was just no giving black an example this whole year. Wait a minute, that is neutral. But is a pop of color with it? Okay, a, a pop of color. <laughs> a pop. Okay, and, and the Stanley to match. Oh my oh, god. god. And I should just stand in front of my Valentine tree. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> have, I will say, I will say this trend has gotten so cheesy though. Some of the things that people post for this trend, it's like, in, in 2024, laughing. And it's like, <coughs> cool. All right. <laughs> and it's like, out. Being, being serious. Being serious. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, 
What? Like what? Dan is laughing. Yeah, but it's like dumb stuff like that. You're, like you're there's, in. There's no way that's real. <laughs> like nobody said that. I, I saw one. I, I literally saw one the other day. that said no reckless driving. My, I mean that's a that's a good. Oh, I hope. Like <laughs> that should always be in, yeah. not just in 2024. <laughs> yeah, no, 2023. Everybody knows that was the year of reckless driving. I guess reckless so. was in. All right. So Stop anyway. signs <laughs> out. Yeah. I've just, just follow the yeah. laws of the road. So they're funny to see like what people say for ins and outs of 2024. But I thought we could give some Mavs ones. Okay. Okay. Ins uh, and outs that you want to see for right. the rest of this year in 2024. Uh, like what? So I would say aggressive. Josh Green is in. We just talked okay. about you know the way he's played since coming back from an injury. How we just said Luke is telling him to be aggressive. Luke is telling him to shoot like. That is something that the Mavericks need to have success to win games is like to have like contribution from Josh Green and the way he can do that is being aggressive. So aggressive Josh Green is in for 2024. And unaggressive yeah. is I out. I mean, you don't have to have like Passive Josh Green an opposite, out. I guess. I mean, you don't have to have an – some people do have you like – got to be out on something. Yeah, I guess. Losing. Yeah, there we go. Out. <laughs> Turnovers. Out. There we go. Uh, yeah. How about aggressive defense is in? Yeah. So uh, one thing that Josh is really good at is turning defense into offense. Derek Jones, same thing. Uh, Kyrie, obviously, same thing. A lot of steals lately. Mavs are turning blocks into fast breaks. Let's take some chances. Let's jump some passing lanes. Let's double team some guys. Let's let our limbs fly. Dive our on the free floor. Fly. Yeah, dive on the floor, man. Let's The best way, especially if you're a very you know small team, which without Lively and without Maxi and even without Luka, who has good size, uh, the best way to force uh, stops or to get stops is to keep your opponent from shooting at all. So let's take some chances. You know, uh, Hillary Duff had a whole song about it. You know, just play that. Play why not in the Mavs locker room uh, before that? a game. Hillary Duff is back in for 2024. Hillary Duff is in. Uh, you know, why not? Take a crazy chance. You know you know what I'm talking about. I know. I'm, from I'm not going to sing along with you. but Do I, a crazy I, dance. I know, yeah. You know, uh, you always dress in uh, yellow when you want to dress in gold. She's singing about colors, too, there in that song. There we go. She yeah. knows. She um, yeah, instead of listening to your heart, that's Valentine's Day, too. I feel like uh, I feel like Hillary Duff should come on the podcast. That's just like the mantra for the rest of the year now for us is that song. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So take a chance. Get out and run, man. Let's go. Hillary Duff is in. And <laughs> out is... Uh, Haley Duff is out. Who's that? Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. This might be a little controversial, but I'm out on Luca's headband. Ooh, that but I'm in on long hair Luca. Well then how is he gonna see without the headband? There's different versions. What does of long head- hair mean like like <laughs> sure I wanna see like, a bullet? Like what like was that? Yeah, well like like I do you mean just like not getting a haircut for a little while or like letting it grow? Listen, we had different eras of Dirk's hair. I would love different eras of Luca's hair. That'd be cool to have some longer hair from from Luca. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about his hair's not long enough yet for the the skinny headband to like really work. So it's kind of just like a fashion thing right now, and I'm just kind of out on it. I mean, I the thing is, I feel like he doesn't wear the headband like where it needs to be on the <laughs> forehead to like <laughs> yeah. move the hair out of the way. Yes. But I'm still in on the headband. Okay. That's it is just... pretty controversial. Well, That's a controversial take. It's like a real edgy take. I know. 
uh, how about protecting your home court is in yeah. and Ooh. whatever happened in 2023 is out because before this homestand, the Mavs this season, eight and seven at home. During this homestand, four and one. I like that. I choose that one, you know, uh, over 500. And last season, uh, if you give me five seconds here, I'll tell you what they were at home last season. You're supposed uh, to have those memorized. I know. Oh, they were 23 and 18 at home, which isn't bad. But you know what's even better? Like 30 and 11. So Ooh. protect your home court, man, because they're good at winning on the road. They're a good road team. Let's be a good home team, too. And uh, let's get one of those top six seeds. Let's go. Absolutely. You have another one? Uh, I'll say fast starts are in, slow starts are out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it in just this past game with New York, a great first quarter. They get out, they're running, they're pushing the ball up the court. We've talked a lot about pace and how that's been a point of emphasis for this season for the Mavericks. So just continue that. Kind of goes off your, you know, rebounding and, and getting stops and pushing the ball up the court. But yeah, fast starts. Yeah, so you don't even pace. mean like playing from ahead. You mean literally bring the juice. Yeah. Like because like you you come out and like give that first punch. Like you come out swinging. Like you set the tone in the game. Like it's it's harder to come back when you're down. So like you get out, you get going early. Like I think that's that's in for 2024. Especially at home. Yep. Whew. Get the crowd into it. Let's go. It all feeds together. Yep. All right, so I'm in on the three-man lineup of Luka Doncic, Derek Jones Jr., and Dante Exum. When you start looking at some of these three-man lineups for Dallas, there's, there are 13, 13 of them that have played over 200 minutes together this season. So with the highest one being like Derek Jones Jr., Luka, and Grant Williams. And so they've played 410 minutes together. They have a net rating of minus five in that. Um, but after that, you look like Derek Jones, Luka, and Derek Lively – they have, they've played 406 minutes together. They have a net rating of plus 11. Ooh. It was pretty good, right? That's pretty good. So you look at the three-man lineup of Luka, Exum, and Derek Jones Jr. They've played 220 minutes together. They have an offensive rating of 122, a defensive rating of 104. Oh, that's really good. And a net rating of plus 17.9. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty dang good. So I'm good. in on that three-man combo. Obviously, before Exum got hurt, he was starting – with Derek Jones, you know, alongside Luca in that starting lineup. But even if, you know, if things shake up when Exum comes back and if he's starting or not, I'm assuming he'll probably start. Any way to find a combination of those three guys to play on the floor together, I'm, I'm all in on that in 2024. A quick addendum to that, um, a lot of lineup, and this is no slight to the Blazers, but the Mavs did just, they pounded the Blazers two times in this homestand. So a lot of the more recent lineup data is going to be pretty skewed because they just, they won those games by like a combined 70 points. But Dante Axum didn't play yeah. in those games. So that stuff, them being plus 18, is even without those two games. So uh, I you've convinced me. I'm in on that too. But what does that mean that we're out on? Not um, them? Do you want me to give you a lot of that? Because <laughs> uh, there's some uh, negative net ratings in some of this. I, I'm actually curious. Yeah, what's like the what's the one that's the most surprising that's a negative? Uh, Tim Hardaway, Luka Doncic, Grant Williams have played 344 minutes together. Their offensive rating is 110. Defensive rating mm -hmm. is 122. Not great. Not great. And net rating of minus 12. Yeah, and that is that yep. one is notable because that's a lot of times playing against the other team's second unit. Yeah, and that's your fourth highest three-man you know lineup combo there that's played the most minutes together. Um, so yeah, got to figure that you know figure that one out. Yeah, minus twelve, that's a bummer. All right, give me something good to cheer me up, Austin. Okay, I have I have one more in for twenty twenty four. Okay, out are the days 
of just one all-star. We love Luca okay. at the all-star game, yeah. but in having multiple all-stars. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like having multiple all-stars. Yeah. It's more fun. Absolutely. We'll yeah. be even, let's get wacky. Let's get three all-stars. How I'm fun would that be? I'm down for that too. How fun would that be? Uh, speaking of all-stars, Isaac, Kyrie last night, I'm sure, is going to get a lot of votes for his performance. Uh, where does he stand in the voting? Can you give us an, an update? Because I believe today is a double vote day, Mavs.com slash all-star, or a triple vote day, I think. Every Friday, is your vote counts triple. So Mavs.com slash all-star, no hyphen, because 2016 was eight <laughs> years ago. Second fan uh, return of the voting came in from the all-stars, um, I guess, middle of this week wednesday thursday who's to say i think it was thursday yeah i think it was yesterday uh luca increased his lead on steph curry as far as um western conference guard at 2.5 million steph's at 2.1 Kyrie is still at that five spot in in the western conference guards with 544,000. he's a little bit over anthony edwards uh but he's behind james harden and sga and steph so get Mm. out there and vote for Kyrie. Let's get Kyrie moved up a few spots. It is triple vote day. If a few hundred thousand of you go out and vote for Kyrie, he can pass Steph today. He's we, just like 60,000 behind James Harden. That's nothing. I know. I'll set up a bot that will vote for him 60,000 <laughs> times to, before the end of the podcast. I'll do my voting right now. There you go. Oh, uh, let's go. And make sure you vote for who deserves who deserves the votes from last night's game. I think you should give Tim some votes and Josh some votes for sure. Um, to go along with Luca and Kyrie, and then Dwight Lively. Lively didn't play. Dwight played well. You know, I'm Derek g- Jones, Grant Williams. Yeah, Grant had some good minutes. I'm kind of surprised. You know, speaking of last night, I'm kind of surprised Brunson's not higher. He's sixth in Eastern Conference guard. He's playing in New York. He's having a really good season. They're having a good season. Knicks fans, you're probably not listening to this, but get out there and vote for your guy. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Don't you support your own? Uh, all right. Voting is what another week or two. Uh, Mavs upcoming schedule now, closing this thing out. So this seven game homestand is about to come to an end on Monday afternoon. It's a one thirty p.m. start Monday afternoon against the Pelicans. That will be the second time they play the Pelicans. It's gonna be this little home home baseball thing. They play the Pelicans on Saturday and on Monday, and then a quick little West Coast trip to the Lakers and to the Warriors. Boy, if you're talking about two teams that need wins right now, mm-hmm. the Lakers and the Warriors probably where you're starting. Um, so I, I'll, I sense a little desperation coming in those games. And then the Mavs come home, and they play Boston and Phoenix. Now, it is a, a murderer's row between now and the All-Star break, but I just want to focus on those six games because four of them are going to be at home Um and, you know, we'll talk about the uh, other ones at a later date. But, man, tough stretch continues. Tough stretch continues. The average win-loss of these teams is a little lower than uh, maybe you'd expect at the beginning of the season, but it does not make it any easier, I don't think. What are you looking for over the next six games, particularly these next two against the Pelicans? I mean, the Pelicans have won six for the last seven. They're rolling right now, and, I mean, they're just looking really good. <laughs> Uh, playing good basketball so to have this kind of little baseball series with them uh, over you know kind of the weekend or going into Martin Luther King Day uh, with that early tip there um, yeah it's a it's gonna be a tough stretch I mean it's a tough thing for them on that and you know the Lakers Warriors stuff yeah I mean they're reeling right now um, 
you never know. I mean, those games could be impacted by trades on their front. It feels like any, you know, report right now or any trade, you know, talks around the league or mentioning the Lakers and Warriors. So you never know. What's in the gonna, Mavs. <laughs> yeah, in the Mavs. I mean, you don't know what's going to be happening with that from now until the trade deadline on, you know, February 7th, 8th. 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 Yep. Thursday, yep. February 8th. Yeah. Uh, and then they come home and play Boston and Phoenix, and Phoenix just clobbered the Lakers last night. Which of those games, which of those games is going to have a more exciting atmosphere? I think the Celtics with KP coming back to Dallas. They're obviously, the, I think they have the best record in the league still. Or Phoenix with, if they are all playing, every Mavs fan's favorite player, Devin Booker with KD and Bradley Beal. Like it, I don't know. It feels like it's going to be pretty lit in the arena both of those nights. I would probably say Suns, just especially if Luca's hopefully healthy and playing that game after what he did Christmas Day. That's ooh yeah yeah the first time if Luca's yeah. playing and those guys are playing for Phoenix, there's and Kyrie of course yeah and, and Kyrie like there's no there's no other matchup in the NBA that for for Dallas that is going to be more yeah. intense like that is you know one but the Boston game too is going to be a lot of fun. And you you going to be in the building for those or are you on uh, Houston duty? Um. Not the Rockets. I'm def- yeah, not the Rockets. I think I'm in Houston. Oh, I think I'm gone on. definitely for the Suns game. I might be Ooh, in town. You want to sit in the awesome. press box with Bobby and I? Yeah, I think I um, – the Celtics game, I should be in town. I think that's the Seats for Soldiers game maybe. Is it really? I think Ooh, so. Wow, okay. So I, I might lo- be – I love that night. Yeah. yeah, hanging around for that night for sure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That, yeah, it's yeah. going to be – Man, these next six games are going to be tough and good. A lot of national TV games, too. Wow, we got at Lakers, that's an ABC game. Versus Suns, that's an ABC game. At Warriors, that's an ESPN game. So a lot of eyeballs are going to be on the Mavs Let's go. over did, these next six games. Did you see Steph was saying that like the fans are booing? And he was like, honestly, I'd probably be booing the team, too, with the way Ooh. we're playing right now. Ooh. I mean, they got worked. It's tough. These yeah. last couple games. Oh, man. And that, yeah, I mean, it's tough to win in that building. The Mavs just went into that building and beat them. And I believe Warriors fans were even booing in that game, too, yeah. whenever the Mavs opened it up a little bit. It's a nice building, too. It is a nice <laughs> building. Now, will Draymond be back? I don't know. Uh, Isaac, to your point, uh, will trades affect any of these games? I don't know, because the the final important date before the trade deadline, which is February 8th, is January 15th, which that's whenever the final trade restrictions on some guys are lifted. And so... Um, you know, depending on what you believe on the rumor mill, these next few weeks could be a little action packed off the court as well as on it. But there's only one way to find out, and that is to stay locked in to all the action right here because it's the only place you can do it on the corner three on the Mavs YouTube channel and on Spotify and iTunes. Y'all, any parting shots before we leave? Any final takes? Anyone to ether? Can I just say my my computer's been silent today, so oh, it has. that's a win. Yep. That's in for 2024. You are now <laughs> up to the standard of broadcasting. <laughs> there we go. I know, but How, we're good. How's Goodreads, Bobby? Uh, I have not made progress in the last five days because Slacker. there's a, literally a game every five seconds, and I'm okay. really I'm struggling right now. And the one night there wasn't was the national championship game. I'm not skipping watching Michigan hoist the trophy to read some books. That's true. You know, yeah. Mavs played Memphis the day after that championship game, so maybe. Maybe Tim, you know, hosted a big thing for the Tim talked about it. Michigan. Uh, Skin asked him about it, the game. No, him? In the post-game interview, yeah. He was at the game. It had to be you. 
really fun night for Tim. <laughs> uh, I suspect that Tim had my old number, which is why I didn't get the, the oh, invite. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously I'm a, uh, you know, he knows that I'm a Michigan fan. We're like, we're like best friends pretty much. Yeah. So uh, next cat. year, maybe I'll go with him. Uh, how about Katya in the back on the ones and twos? No chopper, no E today. So Cat pulling double duty back there, stepping up. Hey, what? sometimes whenever Luke is out, whenever Kyrie's out, we need everybody to step up. What and Cat delivered do? in a big way. So, yep. Cat says <laughs> yeah. a lot. I don't, can, I don't, can you figure out how to use that microphone? Because I don't know if it even works. She, oh, oh no. we might have. Oh, uh, don't no. push the, the button. It might explode. It's been a good week. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that one. Red, white, blue. Oh, it's I on. I know, maybe. I don't know. We'll I don't see. know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard or you might not have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to watch the footage. Uh, all right. So uh, thank you all. Uh, Austin, Isaac, thank you guys. Kat, thank you. And thank you for watching and for listening wherever you are in the great wide world. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hey, if you're in the Metroplex or anywhere really in this area of the country, the next few days might get a little hairy. So if you're driving on bridges, take it slow. If you are uh, feeling a little reckless, don't because that's out all right isaac knows yeah 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 it's out especially <laughs> in these conditions observe the speed limits observe all the road signs stop signs traffic lights and so on and so forth and i hope that you do not lose power i hope that i do not lose power we'll find out next week we'll uh, we'll fill each other in <laughs> on what happens so all right uh until next time i'm bobby for austin isaac for Kat. this is corner three we'll see you later